0: Welcome to the Countertop Success Podcast, a show created to inspire countertop fabricators and installers to build a thriving countertop business. I'm your host, Steven Alberts, the founder of the Countertop Marketing Company, the number one digital marketing agency for the countertop industry. On each episode, I'm going to dive into tips and strategies that you can follow to help grow your countertop company and we'll also talk to leading experts in the industry on how they found success in their countertop business.
1: So welcome to the show. Today, we have a great guest, Jennifer, from Nelson, Tyler, and Stone. Thanks for coming on, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. So I know you have a lot of great information to share, so let's, let's jump right in. So my first question is, you know, tell me a little Tell me a little bit about your business. You know how long you've guys been in business, uh, number of employees, market served, all of that.
2: Okay. Well, we are out in Bend, Oregon, right in the center of the state. Um, that makes us a little isolated because we're three hours from Portland, and we have a, a mountain range in between all the other major cities in the state. Okay. So we're kind of out here on our own. We're a little over a hundred thousand people. Okay. So we do serve that market. Don't venture too far out, but okay. um, maybe 20 minutes away from where we are. We started, my husband started back when he was 19 years old. And so it's, it's a great um, you know, story about a, a young kid who just didn't really enjoy school so much, enjoyed the shop classes, but yeah. <laughs> you know, wasn't sure what he was going to do. So did not head off to college. Um, His mom was a teacher and, you know, much to her disappointment, found himself kind of interesting story that his dad sort of was in the industry a little bit with remodeling and um, and they divorced when he graduated. And so Chris had spent a little bit of time back at home with his mom and she had decided to get that kitchen that she never got from
3: her husband after the divorce. So, yeah,
2: he was in the process of remodeling and. Chris is looking over the shoulder of the guy doing the tile and Uh, he found that very interesting and asked for a job and got it and and off he went. So the early days in his career were in the tile field, Um, kind of mid-2000s, got into um, being a little more displaying dealer of tile and small showroom, maybe having somebody else manage it through another showroom until it kind of evolved when he had his own showroom
3: cool so, um, yeah that's a great that story kind
2: of, yeah yeah so just kind of in evolution um it's kind of hard to put a date on when we started but i would say the closest evolution of where we were where we are today probably started around 2012 okay um when he got the location we were in now so um ended up uh yeah, having some interest in stone. And I think that was from a guy that uh, was shutting down his business and Chris had, you know, do some uh, work with him. Like he would have a a tile job and the guy would need a counter. And so he would go to this guy and get a counter, but then the guy was shutting down. So he um, offered to buy buy out his equipment. So very primitive, early days and just messing around in the stone industry a little bit. And that um just kind of started growing and so it would match up with tile jobs that were going on in the early days cool um but then in 2016 um we're able to do a cnc machine so that was a game changer for us big big change in the business so yeah we were we were doing about um just kind of you Know with those complimentary jobs, maybe three, four kitchens a month, okay. And along with uh, you know, getting more aware and the laser templating at the same time, went to five to seven kitchens a week. So nice, that's yeah, a that, big change in a, yeah, in it's a business.
1: massive, yeah. massive jump. So, so I think I know when yeah. we were talking earlier, you said that um, you I think, what have maybe around 10 employees. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then year over year, you're growing about 30% or so.
2: Yeah, we have been doing that since the getting the machine, I would say has been a steady growth like that. And, and really just um, as certain processes get underway, we're looking at new things and just growing. And it's provided good growth. Um, We're now in a, in a building that's kind of we're maximized in and have leased it all this time. So we bought some property. Okay. And we're this year building our own building. But oh nice. Yeah we're running around ten employees right now just because it's about um, what we can handle, you know, with from the front end of the sales staff and what that building, you know, allows us in there to have um, to the back end what the machinery we can have. Uh, that just kind of stays nice and steady with that. But yeah, I'm good growth with it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Not. Sounds like you guys are on, you're on the right path. That's fantastic. So, so who would you say is your ideal customer?
2: Well, for us, I find that it's really that retail customer
1: Okay,
3: um,
2: that walks through the door, who's heard from their friend. We haven't uh, probably because of capacity for the most part uh, early, you know, on now we would have a real choice in the matter, but um, we didn't take on big box. We didn't. Take on multi-house, multi-family housing. Uh, we just really liked that, and and I think that probably started a lot from, you know, Chris's early days of just being in somebody's home, yeah. forming that relationship. Yeah, yeah. Working with the customer and and seeing them through on on everything. So that's something that has been strong in our businesses, is not just doing one part of it, but really kind of seeing the scope of what they need to finish a job and not leave them hanging. We've got a lot of that happening.
1: So are you, are you also doing the kitchen and bath remodel part of the job? Um,
2: We, we are, that is, that is a large segment of what we do. So that customer could walk through the door and, and need a countertop. Um, and then we will inquire maybe a little more and see really what the scope of their needs are that we can handle for them. Okay. So that obviously um, we'll go deep with the project in like, oh, okay, so you need the counter, but you're gonna need a backsplash, we can do that. You're gonna need the plumbing, we can do that. We okay. have um, really made a good footing with you know, faucets and sinks. Um, but also we know our way around the air switch and the InstaHots and what products match each other and counter lighting and just everything to kind of set that kitchen back in place. And sometimes that's cabinets, but it's not everyone who can afford the whole package. So they're, yeah. you know, doing a lot of going to leave it or they're going to paint it, but uh, we can make a big difference in the kitchen otherwise and, and cool. handle that for them.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. That's good. Yeah. So something that you mentioned earlier, your population's around 100,000, you go maybe 20 minutes out of that. It's it's interesting because a lot of, we talk to a lot of countertop companies each week and it does depend on their po- population, like where they are. In the, in the US, mostly we work with companies in the US. So have you found 100,000 population size, you, you're fit you well right it, it's you know you're, you're growing with that size of a community
2: community yes but we are in our community are considered one of the fastest growing cities in the united states That's gotcha. right here they okay there is a lot of growth happening here so 100,000 is proper um and now we're seeing the surrounding small towns you know grow and and establish themselves in a way that people will you know Drive twenty minutes into Bend, where we yeah. are, yeah, um, but I think so the growth coming in we're we're really it's interesting because being on a west coast versus an East Coast, you have a lot of old homes, well, our yeah. town is only just over a hundred years old. And I have talked to other fabricators who are in even smaller towns than us, like really small, and it is amazing the work that they do and go out of their area and that i find that fascinating but i think the the low-hanging fruit for us is just to take that remodel that somebody's doing and go deep with that and time and get the bigger portion of what they're doing and and provide a little bit more fuller service
1: yeah for sure i mean you can go you can go much more than just that countertop so that's that's great yeah it's it's interesting we have I talked to someone recently, I think they were in Ohio, and they they'll travel like two hours for a job. So I mean different parts of the country, it's just right. different. I'm I'm in Connecticut and it's more, you know, population of my town's maybe seventy thousand. But you know, then in the next town over, you probably have another sixty thousand. So you could travel, you know, it's it it's a lot of people in a small area, but you know, in some parts of the country it's spread out. It, so yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting.
2: Yeah, I do find that interesting. And, 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 it's at the same time, while I think of being, you know, kind of an ace at what you do specifically and being a niche of something, I know that if we were to travel an hour away, that I would want to consider the wages of the guys in the truck and yeah. what I'm losing for that and the drive time and all of yeah. that. So to me, that seems either like a much smaller profit margin or you're charging um, more to get there. And I think of like somebody who's a little more rural. They don't, that population doesn't always seem to, in in our case, um, it doesn't always seem to want to pay an extra thousand dollars for a countertop. And so I didn't find that I was winning a lot of those when I needed to make up for this extra time we were going to give to it. Um, because, as you know, you're driving there to template, and then you're driving back to install, and you no. may have you may have a return. You never know; something may not fit, or it has to go back to the shop, or uh, for whatever reason. So it's something you have to consider. So it could really easily become um, a loss, or just not worth it. Um, so I, I do think that it's easier to actually take on and, and stay kind of in your area and maybe take on a little bit more and get the profit you would, you know, deserve out of um, a, a closer job and then just adding on to that. So yeah,
3: no, yeah, I think for that's sure. a
2: little bit more of a focus for us. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean the, the, like you said, you have to, there's time, there's cost involved in that travel time and, and going back a few times. So it's, Yeah. It's either the customer is going to pay more or you're going to make less. It's someone's got to eat that cost. So.
2: Right. And I find that, that in being helpful to somebody that it's, it's, we are thinking of when you get that counter in, it's, it's beautiful, but you need a faucet. You need to have running water. So we, we often are bringing the plumber behind us. So those logistics become a little bit more, you're going out of town and like now you're going to get a plumber you don't know. Is it, it's just a harder process to control those yeah. elements. Yeah, no, for sure. Kind of provide. Yeah, good and- point.
1: So, so let's jump over to how are you getting customers now? You know, are you are you doing marketing? You know, how, how do you get the uh, majority of your work?
2: Well, I would say that it it was as we were obviously in 2016 and getting a new machine. I realized we needed to just have brand recognition in the marketplace. Yep. So it, it was, I've spent a few years just, you know, being in like local publications and being seen at the local, you know, um, like home and garden fair at, that we do in the spring and, and just being out in our community. Um, but I think yeah. the cadence of what we've done is just where we always seem to be four to six weeks out. Um, I never get worried about that. I mean, anytime I have, I, it just it changes in the next day, you know. <laughs> so I think that um, I, I would like to have uh, obviously a better website. And I have, I think some, obviously the social media would be important, but then I do worry a little bit about too much. So I yeah. will have to tell you at this time, some of that feels, like too much, um, because the cadence has been really great for us. But I know that in a new building, when we're able to increase our capacity and have more machinery, that's going to have to be a bigger focus for us um, to fulfill what we are able to do at that time. So it's not been something I've had to worry about too much. Our reputation has sort of guided us, and I and I did even you know four years ago think these people say that it's word of mouth and how do they do that? And I don't think it's really like that, but here we are. And I've definitely seen that a lot more this year that, wow, we're still getting, we're really beginning to turn that engine of, it's just a lot of people getting referrals and stuff. And it really does work like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, and most of the companies I talk to, the countertop companies, they, their number one source for leads and jobs is word of mouth and referrals. And that's, it's literally the, the, I mean, you can't get a better leader job than a referral because they're coming to you. They're pre you know, you, they know obviously someone that told them or, or whatever this scenario is right. and you know, they're, they're ready. They're, you know, it's, it's an easy, easy transition from, you know, starting with them and then, and then doing the job. So where the mouth is fantastic. Think,
3: for
2: sure. And to that point too, we're in a time, and I think this is happening in a lot of places, not just here, but, but growth is, is really huge and everybody's looking for a contractor and, and they can't find one. I can't find a Tyler and I can't do, you know, everybody's busy and, and nobody's available. So, um, what tends to happen is you get a lot of people in the marketplace that are not skilled at what they're doing. And a lot of people are, you know, just, okay, I finally found a guy and, 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 and he's doing, you know, my project and it doesn't turn out well. And so there's some fear about, you know, we're, they're spending a lot of money. So when they're doing something that they're going to maybe only do a couple of times in their life. So um, I think that, getting the wrong person and having a nightmare situation is not good so that is so much more valuable for them to lean on friends and start asking and get that word of mouth reference because you don't know what you're getting out there these days there's just a lot going on and a lot of bad jobs happening and and of course when i'm speaking to that i i I, in my mind frame i'm thinking a lot of tile as well but there's a lot of bad work and so that reference is really important
1: yeah for sure i mean Even, I mean, it's, it's been, I don't know how long that online reviews have been important, but it's, it keeps each year, it it gets more and more important. And when a company comes to me, Mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're wanting to grow. And, you know, I say the easiest thing for them to do is to get, you know, their customers to leave reviews online, because if they don't have massive amounts of referrals and word of mouth leads, uh, you know. People like myself, whenever I use a new company, whether it's a dentist or someone, a plumber, whatever it is, I go to Google, I look at some reviews, you know, I go to their Facebook page, look at some of those. So definitely getting that steady stream of reviews is kind of like the online referral. Um, And it could just, it could just help feed into growing your brand. Like you said, you know, it's, it's brand recognition at the end of the day, you, you want to be known as that counter tap company in your local area and reviews and, you know, social media website. Yeah. That, that all helps, but really reviews is, is where to, to focus um, just all the time, really just, just get those reviews, you know, yeah. and even getting like one, two, three a month, that's a good stream to just get that each month. You don't know, need sure. 20 reviews a month. You know, you could get them, slowly but consistently be, because that's the other thing you know you'll look at a company their reviews are five years old and then it's like ah, eh, you know i don't know if it's even the same owners you know then you start to question mm-hmm. so so yeah good, good stuff so well
2: that is something i was even i was thinking about this morning and i think that's really interesting because it's um it's something i don't do well is go ask for those reviews and yeah. if you think about this we we all know we have to look at those reviews and weed through and try to understand what might have been just a, you know, somebody who complains a lot of yeah. frontals and what's real. I mean, we, every business has that, but I will have to say just by experience that the, uh, that you do get an unfair amount of negative reviews. And I think off the top of my head, I have three or four, you know, yeah, and yeah. you know, those situations yeah, and, when are we most likely to leave a review just personally like there's some really great people out there that really think of others in that way but you want to go leave a review when you have a bad situation yeah so yeah. that means that to get those good reviews you really have to ask for them they are not what people are doing naturally they really aren't and yeah um and when you ask they'll usually give that to you but but they're not I don't find that coming in naturally as much as word of mouth. I mean, I could have somebody walk through and like, I've referred four people to you and yeah, and I just love you guys and we're going to get you on our next project, but they have never left me a review anyway.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. And, and
2: so you have to ask for that review. They're not as much as they love us. They're not doing that naturally. Yeah. So that is something that is a challenge and I can see the need to really focus on that because you're right. People do look at them and I think it's important, but if you really want to have it, I think you got to work hard at getting them because it's, it's not a natural thing with people that I find. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's, we, it's tough to even like, I'm a very analytical person. I like numbers and data. And like, we've tried to figure out if you ask 10 Homeowners for a review, how many will you get? And it, we can't put an exact right. number on it, but it's usually around like two, like it's maybe 20%, 10 to 20%. So really, like maybe one, That's two, crazy. maybe three. So yeah, it's unfortunately, yeah. it's, I don't think that it's they don't want to give you a review. It's just people are so busy. It's, it's, right. you know. To leave right. a review on Google, you need a Google account. Most people do have maybe a Gmail or their business is hooked up through Google. But if not, someone's not going to create a Google account. They're just—it's just too much work. Uh, you know, it's—it's—you have to be proactive about it. But yeah, it's definitely a numbers game and just doing it consistently. Yeah. But but we see that about maybe two out of ten. Again, you you might get more, but we have some clients that get a ton of reviews. Um, but again, they just they just. Go through the process each month. There's different systems that you can use, and all of that. But even that face to face, just sure. asking for a review, like even dropping off a little card that has your link there, it helps. You know, and you just got to do it. You just got to do it consistently. But yeah. Um, so yep. yes. Yep. I'd so love
2: to, I'd like to get better at that. So yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's definitely something that a lot of businesses uh, could benefit from. It's just it's it's not easy. Even with the software and driving, of course, you're still only going to get a few out of every one that you ask. But like I said, in 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 Google's eyes, if you're thinking like you want more search traffic or something like that, but even just in people looking at your profile, even having like two reviews a month, that, that's decent. That's a nice steady stream. You know, Even if it's sure. one month, you don't get some. And then the next month you do, then at least it's fresh. People are looking. And then even with those negative reviews, um, you know, we usually recommend if they're old, if they're like six, you know, maybe three to six months plus, you might not want to respond then. But if it's it's newer, like one, two, three months, you know, definitely respond to them and and try to make that response unique to them. Um, we even recommend responding to the positive reviews because again, okay, it just
2: ask, yeah,
1: yeah it, it shows when again, and I'm just taking this from When I go on a profile, I'm looking at a business, you know, I'm looking at the reviews, of course, but I'm also looking at the negative responses, like reading a review right off the bat. You Mm -hmm. could probably tell if the customer was a little crazy or, you know, if if it was more on the customer's end rather than the businesses. But having that response and, you know, being professional, being polite, you know, having each one unique, definitely, you know, negative review could could not. Harm your business if the response is is the correct one. So definitely um, yeah. respond to the negative and response to the positive. You know both of them.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's always giving me just that, that little bit of anxiety of the response to a negative. You know because I it's like you yeah. want to tell your side of the story. How does that come across to somebody? So
1: I know um, it's 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 not, a, it's
2: not it, an easy thing. I need more learning on that.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, it's um and it's like when. I always tell people write it out, sit there, let it sit there for a day, and then go back to it the yeah. next day. Because for myself, I would probably—I don't want to say explode, but I—I I might not be nice at first, and then I'd be like, "All right, I, I shouldn't say that. Let no. me let me fix this go up. Go back a and bit. edit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let it Good marinate idea. for Good a couple idea. days. So, <laughs> how many square feet do you think you guys do a day?
2: Oh gosh, we're not a lot. Um, we are doing. Well, I mean, just a typical kitchen. So, somewhere between 60 and 100. Okay. Right now, one okay. stall crew, um, okay. three guys in the shop. So, but I think if you, it's interesting because as I explained sort of what we do and you look at the numbers, I think that, um, I don't know what that would equate to for somebody just doing straight up countertops versus yeah. grabbing more. Portion of that, I think we do pretty well and and have a good, um, obviously profitability. You know, in that sounding like a small number, because I, I yeah. do think that's probably sounds like a smaller, a smaller shop. But we are, yeah. but
1: you're you know, doing more than just the camp part of our business. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But and then you said you went from, like, two to the three kitchens a week to like double or triple that right so i mean
2: mm-hmm. yeah well five to seven i would say
1: okay okay yeah we're
2: doing um but there's some you know there's some things that i think that um that we do inside of that like we've gotten really strong with stocking colors and uh and allowing those to be in a square footage program and um and and when it's square footage you know, increasing the profit margin of that square footage. And that's probably helped a lot, too. It's so crazy that because, again, our materials, our, our slabs, our quartz and stuff are going to come from at least Portland, like in it might be Seattle.
3: Okay. So we're
2: three to six hours away to get materials to us and having something local is is everything's a weight. Right. So yeah when we overcame that and we started stocking um bundles of things and being on trend with those things so we're not stocking builder grade we're stocking good looking quartz um you know I'm always curious in what's selling best in the region and considering that yeah. and using those in our programs so when we do that it's crazy but i feel like maybe 70% of the jobs going out weekly are in that program.
3: Okay. Yeah. Which is,
2: yeah. So we're not all over the place. We, we know them very well. We know yeah. how to sell them well. We know what people like about them. And, um, and we, and because of that, we get a good rate on them. Yeah. So we're protected by, because we're the ones offering the, them in a stocking. So that gets protected in our area. And then yeah. um, it's not really, you know, like, It's not a competitive thing. It's just kind of a slam dunk.
1: Yeah, I mean, really well for us. And and it's easy as a business. It's easy to scale like that if if you know it's it's easily repeatable. Um, Yeah. If you're doing the same type of job, same type of material. So, what are you seeing right now? Like a lot of our well, it's interesting because we all over the country. I'm trying to think what's really popular right now. Quartz is definitely up there. Yep. A, a lot of the clients in the South, like Florida, that area courts is extremely popular, but even like we started working with a company, maybe Colorado and same thing courts, you know, I, I feel like that's, what's popular right now, um, for at least well, the clients that we work
2: I, with. You, it's definitely lighter colors. Yeah. So when you're in the lighter colors, that's harder to translate over into a a natural stone yeah um and when it does it t- typically is an expensive stone so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that meets a lot of needs that hey if you want lighter i don't want it busy okay well you're probably looking at quartz for that so yeah that seems to be
3: yeah that makes sense right now
2: and i would say for us um bringing the warmth so a lot of it in the marble but maybe nothing too polarizing and strong but something that um Brings a little bit of warmth into it, so some of the companies are bringing out veins that are have some browns in it, and yeah, that's a that's an easy sell because, um, again, some of those people who are like, ah, I don't want to maybe paint my cabinets, and I've got wood cabinets, and we're like this this pulls it all together, and yeah. they love that.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks, yeah, it looks, it makes it look really nice. That's that's perfect. So, mm-hmm. so yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, what are your what are some issues in your own business? And I'll go first because I know this is not everyone likes to answer this question, but I, I know within my business, like we're always improving our processes. So our operations, we, we have a pretty smooth system. Um, We have SOPs, we have everything in place, but it can always be improved on. And like, even today I was looking at things um, or getting a new client this week. And I'm like, Oh, how can we improve this? So it's like, I feel like it's never-ending improvement on our operations side, but it's definitely something that needs improvement. I think all the time because it's just to make things run smoothly. So, so what about your business? Like, what's what are some of the issues that that you have?
2: Uh, probably the same thing. Just those creating those processes um, within the business, outside of the business, with the jobs and and processes for customers. You know, explaining those, those things to them. So think about it. Like if a customer, um, this is their first time going through a remodel and they know they want that dark granite tile off their counter and they want something else. I mean, it takes, they're not experienced in that. So us creating the process for them, uh, makes the experience better. So we go, well, think about this. You got to have the demo done and you got to think about that backsplash and you got to think about the plumbing fixtures. And you know what? I mean, everybody's undermounting a sink, right? So you get one shot at that. Nobody wants to go and fabricate a new sink cutout when you don't like that sink two years later. So be thoughtful about that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Be smart
2: about what you're doing the first time around and what your needs are going to be. So it's not, don't go down and buy the Home Depot 18 gauge stainless. Let's put a little more thought into this. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and for me, with before I was paying attention to it and really, you know, strong in the industry, like, what's the matter with a sink that has a divider in it? What's the matter with it being top mount or, or whatever? And then as you come to be more observant about those things and you realize, well, it's nice when, yeah, I am tilting my pan that I'm soaking onto my countertop. And <laughs> yeah, I need that to set clear down in there. And yeah. well, I like to have two dividers. Well, we can do a low divide sink. So be smart about how you're using things and what is important to you. So we can work out processes for the customer yeah. um, to make their job because it takes time to work out processes. But with us being experienced at it, we can make that go a lot easier for them and and kind of be the leader in that and doesn't get done a lot. So I think we do, you know, we do pride ourselves in, in making those experiences smooth for people who are inexperienced and for us. Yeah. Just the internal processes, gosh, it came up again yesterday and we go to fabricator conferences and it's just, we really started to learn. It's all about processes. And if you're not getting that message, Then like listen because everybody's saying it. Yeah. It's about processes. So one of the things that we found interesting at the recent um yearly, you know, fabricator meeting was there's still a lot of talk in the industry about thinking about selling your business and what it takes to get there and it's processes. If you don't have that down, you're devaluing your business. So um That is important and it is probably the biggest challenge too. So for me, I run the showroom, I can, um, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's easier, but I can kind of get ahead on processes in there and, and see the needs, but it's a lot harder. I I find that it's in the field or in the shop or guys who, you know, maybe that's not their forte. So who's going to do that for them? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Where's the expectation going to be that that they're doing it, or if if they're not succeeding at it, then it might be me going into the shop. But I'm going into an area that is is not my best experience, and I have to ask a lot of questions and get in their way, and that's the challenge. So that's not easy to do.
1: But yeah, yeah. How do
2: we get there? So yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, so so you brought up a couple of interesting things. You, if you do want to sell your business down the road, having it having someone be able to walk into it and all your processes are there. I mean, it makes it, I'm not sure how much more valuable, but I would imagine a lot more valuable. Um, And, you know, it's, it's, so I'm actually doing a podcast. I'm going to be the guest on uh, ISFA. ISFA has a podcast and because I was talking to Nancy over at ISFA And she, I was telling her, I said, you know, for our business, I mean, we're a marketing company. So everything that we do is online. So of course it's, it's, it's different than a fabricator, but you know, the way that we do our processes is we record a video and then we have, you know, an SOP created out out of it, which is just a a document. And she's like, Oh, that would be so helpful to explain that. So I said, all right. So I'm actually going to be on her podcast explaining that, but I didn't realize how, big of an issue. It was until speaking with her and, Mm -hmm. and learning that, yeah, there's, you know, you got to figure out those processes, have those documents, because one, it's going to make your business uh, run smoother. And then two, it's just more valuable. So I think that's, well,
2: and I think we're, I'll be listening, Steven, when you are on there, like, okay, you've created it. Where do you put it? How do people access it? How do you let them know there was an update that happened on it? Yeah. So that's those are things that I'm thinking about as I'm you know trekking that way and.
3: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just, well, uh...
2: yeah, I, I I I can change. You know, you like you said, it's a never evolving thing. You don't just write a document, but you you now you have something. Ooh, well, let's add this to it. Yeah. How do you roll that out to you know the employees? So.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh. I will dive into that and yeah, it should be, um, it's an, it's an interesting thing because I was talking to her, I'm like, ah, it's like, we can have the conversation, but then I'm like, let's also do maybe a workshop because then I can show you exactly, again, ours might look a little Mm -hmm. bit different than yours, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, you know, it can be done in a similar way where uh, it just make everyone's life easier. So that's kind of what it's all about. So what about. You know, as we wrap it up here, you know, some light bulb moments, you know, some, you know, maybe the best advice you ever received, uh, you know, things of that nature.
2: Well, okay. So some of the things maybe I would think about with that, and that's probably different for me and my husband and and stuff. But I think for us that I've, I've found it important, there is so much attention At least I spend time, but I'll listen to podcasts and I listen to, uh, or watch Instagram photos. And, and so I use my Instagram account as watching obviously our vendors trade local people, you know, things that, that have to do with our business. So just to kind of stay up on everything, but it's really easy to just start feeling the anxiety, like, oh, they're doing something better. And and, and I think it, you know, how when your friends are like, look like they're vacationing all the time and it's just a grand party and you realize that's not true.
3: It's it's
2: not at all. It's just the picture just gives that implication. And it's really easy to feel that way about other businesses other people doing what you're doing, the envy of it all. And, and so it's just like, just stop just that. That's something that was kind of a light bulb moment for me. Like just, I know what I want to focus on. I know where I want to learn. I know where we're driving and that whatever else is going on out there, just, it doesn't relate to that. And I found that that's just been really important in us evolving and growing and doing the next thing is like, and if you're just watching what everybody else is doing, but actually, you know, just lean on, lean on what you're feeling and seeing and and start going outside the box that way. And you just become something unique when I think we've done that. So Yeah, yeah, that's important. Um, for Chris, I was I was asking what was something that he just feels like was the game changer for Lightbulb Moment, and for him it was go digital. Just that was uh, a big change, and that's digital, and you know, just paper, more less paper,
3: yeah. everything
2: just being um, the the days of um, mapping out the counters. I don't even know; it was a little before my time of fake. You know, but putting the strips on the counter and the hot glue gun, and you know the guys yeah. who would try to teach and string it across the room. Just go digital; yeah. it changes everything. So that was that was good. Um, but you're talking about advice. Gosh, that's I have to just tell you where we are right now with that. But um, is we? I think people can relate. To, I don't know as you're growing. I think we're in a great industry. So I think the people who are running these businesses are are all probably doing well financially, but man, I, it took me a long time and, and it was a kind of a light bulb last year, you know, with, um, good growth happening and stuff. And we're talking to the tax accountant and, and just, um, you know what do we do? We're seeing more. You know we're we're paying out more. We don't we yeah. don't like this. What do we do? We're like hey at least at least you made money. Um so, sorry you have to pay more this year, but um <laughs> yeah. but just be happy you made money. You know and like how we've learned this last year that that is such terrible advice. Like actually learning and growing in a new way of understanding. Um, what a, a real person who, you know, a real tax planning professional, uh, financial kind of advisor, like it really don't, don't just rely, like I've learned so much this year about just having that team in place. And that yeah. I look forward and go, I, I, I feel like if you're not being smart about this, it can really be detrimental. So what we have invested in that and and again, this is newer for us, but at what we have invested in it has paid exponentially with. Oh yeah. Um, the the advice that we're given to just do it right in in the way that um. Uh, you know, like like having like I'm just gonna give an example because if I'm vague, I I hate it when people are vague. Like, what do you mean by that? But like, having one person put you on like an accrual system versus the you know cash system am I saying that right I don't know but there's two different ways of accounting yeah but um you know just that switch was a huge deal with us and and how you handle the inventory so everything being legit and good but just somebody who doesn't understand the the tax laws in that and somebody who does can make such a difference so
3: Yeah. yeah um
2: and for us, that for us, I was going outside of our city. In that, it's is like you don't have to stay with what's just around you or local people. So, getting in something that was a little bit bigger, um, you know, our we're in Oregon and our guys in Atlanta, Georgia, and that yeah. was just such a game changer. So, I yeah. I just encourage people to, to realize that there's some. Um, there are better ways of doing things, and then just taking somebody who actually cares about doing that for other people is such a difference. Because there were two things he, you know, was a game changer for us, and he was like, "I guarantee you, ninety percent of the people in your town won't know this." Yeah, but it's not interested. So, yeah, it's anyway. It's, no, is that no, helpful. because I, 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 to to me, that's a personal thing, and it's really made a big difference.
1: But. No, it's it's great advice because the one thing that, so, it's myself then we have our team and then my wife does kind of the admin part and some of the mm-hmm. the taxes and all that she absolutely hates it and right, she, right. she but we started our business in Texas and now we live in Connecticut but we found a really good accountant when we when we lived there and we you know, he was not cheap, but he was really good. He helped us with so many things. So then when we moved, we were like, ah, like, what are we going to do? Like, because we went through some, some awful different accountants and, and, um, you know, er, people trying to help with our financials. And so, but we said, Hey, I mean, it doesn't really matter where he, as long as he knows, you know, our Connecticut might have some different state laws, but for them, that's, that's really not a big issue. So, yeah we we continue to use him but again each year i feel like it gets streamlined more and it's a little bit easier but my wife still it drives her crazy she hates she hates it i don't even know what half of the stuff means i just don't even want to know about it i just want to know that we're heading in the right direction
2: that's not your area
1: no yeah yeah, and
2: that's not your area of expertise and um and it's a necessary evil but even though you don't know it don't you still know when it's not being done
1: yeah yeah To the
2: best it can be done you still know that you yeah, still yeah. seek that because that's what I went through is is just people who are like ah boy this isn't what I thought it was going to be and this isn't what I thought it was going to be and I'm bummed and I just feel like there's more and I fought through that so yeah we were probably four or five people as well and and yeah. you're just like just lacking 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 and so um for me, I was actually listening to a, a podcast and had been listening to them and knew there was a better way and hearing it. Like, I know this is out there. I know this isn't just me. And so I, it, without having to have all that knowledge, you still know when it's right. And you still yeah. know when somebody's not
1: yeah. giving you yeah. the best.
2: So for sure, keep fighting for it.
1: And, and I think it's trusting that person. Like we've been through different accountants and and different people to help us. And not necessarily that we don't, I wouldn't say that we didn't trust them, but we just didn't feel as comfortable with them. But the uh, CPA we work with now, like he, I don't know, he, we trust him a hundred percent. We know he's going to do the right thing. So yeah, it's, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's always just the, it's just a part of the business that I think it, as the years yeah. go on, it, things just smooth out as long as you're working with the right person. That is. So um one yeah, more question. Don't here. neglect
2: it though. Don't neglect no, it. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: for sure. Cause uh I don't even again, I don't know enough about it. Um, but I do know someone that I I know that owned a business. This was many years ago. He said, Oh, I'm not gonna pay my taxes, this and that. And I said, I don't think that's that's a good idea. And now he's paying those taxes back and he's has you know penalties and, and all of that. So it's yeah. I think you could get yourself in a real mess. Well, you know?
2: For sure. And that's the basis of it. I mean, obviously it's just getting that straight, which, which has been, but this, it, there's just this, again, those people that maybe are the next level and, and you know, you're doing well and you, there's no way you, I mean, you're running things legitimately, but yeah, go next level with uh, your future and what you're planning yeah. for it yeah. and uh, how, how you're going to, um, you know, I mean, I, the, people would say, well, you, you know, you go to the end of the year and you, you do some planning, you look at where you are and how you're going to finish your year. And I, I couldn't ever get a tax professional to really take that seriously and yeah. do it. Yeah, and yeah. the right ones will check in with you and go, yeah. Hey, let's talk about this and let's go yeah. for this. And here's what's next time. And those are the ones that will yeah. keep you, um, doing well. So,
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so. What about, and this is this this is how we'll end it, and you know you gave us so much good information that uh, we might have even touched on some of this, but you know maybe uh, what's the greatest insight that you could share you know with anyone listening that has helped you succeed as a current company?
2: Uh, I would say that it's just not being afraid to change and take risk with that um, so that alone. I don't know. That sounds like a simple thing, but, um, but you, you can know, be it's... observational about that with people yeah. and see that they're not doing those things. And um, I, you know, I, I, I saw early on that this, I'm going to say small town that we live in, that it was just easy to just kind of have our own little community and everybody just sort of does the same thing. But when you start thinking about you know, making changes and taking risk towards what you're seeing outside of the community. So, yeah. um, we, you know, for instance, we we love going to maybe maybe you go to the big surfaces event, or we've we, you know, several years ago started going to the kitchen and bath show, which yeah. is in Orlando this year, and that helps you look at what's going on outside of your little world you know yeah. and what you're seeing in different regions and and just looking at the bigger picture and and every time we've went you take something back and every time that helps um i i mean i could almost correlate the saying gosh you've had three or four years of just nice steady growth and that's all that certainly could be correlated to what i'm coming back from those shows and learning and maybe some of the education there. Um, yeah,
3: yeah. all of
2: that matters. So that's risk, that's change, you know, um, trying something new, being smart about it, but that really keeps the, you know, the success going, I guess. Yeah. And just educating, keep innovating, keep working to stay ahead of the competition. And it, it starts to matter. Yeah. And, um, it, and I think people want to, want to, want to know that you're doing that to them, you know, for themselves too, instead of just the same old way.
1: Yeah, no, I, so. I think, and, and you said it earlier, like, you know, you, sometimes you're on Instagram or you're looking something, it's that fear of, I think they call it FOMO fear <laughs> of missing out, um, mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah. which,
1: which you can get into that cycle if you start maybe listening to a lot of podcasts and watching this and, and, you know, but I think also taking that in, uh, like you said, takes you out of your, your local community and you say, Oh, look at what this person's doing. That's so smart. Maybe we can do that in our business and maybe not even just doing exactly what they do, but, but kind of building on that and, and making it your own way. So, so yeah, I think that's, that's, right. uh,
2: and it's not that i don't look at those things i just have to keep a good mindset when i look at them not not get into that fomo but actually just glean what i want to glean from it and take the pieces that i want to take from it um i you know this is okay i'm just be specific about something again yeah so when the salesperson of a product comes into our local community and they're going to take that drive over to bend and they do their rounds around. Um, I always entertain those people. Like I'll hey, come, tell me what you're you're doing, and I keep yeah. a really open mind, and I listen to what they're saying. And um, sometimes I, it's not interesting to me. And uh, sometimes if I realize that I'm paying attention, that I am really getting a real nugget, you know, out of it, and. And I think that has really paid off, I really do, because, th- because what I hear from those people is nobody else listened, nobody else gave me the time of day, yeah. you were the only one. And yeah. I can look back and I can see how instrumental that became in our business, because I is that, that to me is risk, right? Like,
3: it's so yeah. easy to
2: be like, okay, thanks, yeah, leave me your card no tell me what you're doing why why are you spending why did you take the drive all the way over here yeah and i know that i know that i know that those people have made a difference in our business our lives um in many cases and i know that nobody else entertained them in our town very little interest and i have a golden nugget that they missed out on
1: yeah yeah that's great advice i love that yeah it's uh it's easy to say, oh, yeah, leave your stuff, you know, and I'll look at it later. But to go to that extra step is uh, is is good. I mean, it, you know, yeah, you, I, you know.
2: I I'll give an example because, again, I hate it when people say vague things and they don't give an example. So give me <laughs> an example. And of this. You know, we had a particular vendor who was kind of making their way into our market. And I had certainly tried to work up, like maybe doing square footage programs with other vendors, of course, you know? not a lot of interest, not a lot of care, nobody seeing my vision. And just, it was difficult. I mean, you kind of just back off when you just don't, you can't really get anything going off the ground. And, and this one particular one came in, saw that, sit well with what they did, stayed with it, And we have, you know, in three years quadrupled what we did with that business. Yeah. He had a banner year. We had a banner year. We could attribute good growth on both of our sides to that relationship. Nobody gave him the day in town.
3: Yeah. Nobody
2: paid attention. And he goes, This I go into a marketplace, my his strategy, he has a you know, MBA and and feels like this is a good strategy for him, is to focus on Who wants to be partnering with him? Not that he spreads it all over, but you know, a little bit of favoritism. Like I'm gonna invest in this company who cares and is investing in me. And we're gonna do great things together. That's his strategy and I love it. And because I've stayed on that mind frame with him, we've done very well with that. And um, another guy came through town more recently and shared an app that he was doing that, you know, they've got $10 million in funding. They've been doing it up in Portland. And they want to bring it to the Bend area. Couldn't really drum up anybody else in town. I was one of two people that yeah. he walked away um, picking up. And it is like, it gives me chills to think of the potential with this app and how it will change our business.
3: Ah, and fantastic. nobody
2: was interested in listening to them. So yeah. great. just just look a, little, look a little behind the curtain sometimes. Spend a little bit more time with it. And don't miss out on some amazing opportunities. You know, somebody's taken their day to come. And share with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, dig a little deeper. Not some that's some that's some great advice. Yes. Yeah, awesome. Well, well thank you so much for being on the show. You can check out Nelson Tyle and Stone at nelsontalonstone.com and if you want to learn more about how the countertop marketing company can help you double the square footage you do a day, then visit our site at countertopmarketingco.com and book a call with me. And again, Jennifer, thank you so much. This has been fantastic. I took up I think too much of your time, but um, this is going (laughs) to be such a great episode that everyone will will just love it, I know. And um, if you're listening, definitely check out their site and we will see you on the next show.
0: Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Countertop Success Podcast and make sure you head over and subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, and all the other major podcast platforms. Now, if you want to double the square footage your countertop company does each month, then go over to our website. It's at thecountertopmarketingco.com and book a free strategy call with me. Also, when you're on our website, check out our training section and you'll find a ton of helpful resources that you can use to help grow your countertop business. Again, thanks so much for listening and I'll see you on the next show.